and then, here and there, and always at sexpotcomedy.com. Next storyteller. Our next storyteller. This next storyteller. Our next storyteller. Welcome to the Narrator's Podcast. This podcast collects stories that were told at the Narrator's, a monthly storytelling event that features people telling true stories based on a theme. The show takes place on the third Wednesday of every month at the Buntport Theater in Denver, Colorado. Hi there, I'm Ron Doyle, and this is The Narrators. The theme of our live show in June 2013 was insults and grievances. Folks packed into the deer pile, that tiny, gorgeous, sweltering box, and listened to their peers tell tales of life beating them down. The story I remember most vividly from that night came from Greg Salveson, an economist who loves to run long distances. Like, really, really long distances. Beyond human understanding long You know, those 100-mile trail races, weekly marathons, running for so long that the pavement starts to pound back at you. Back then, Greg recounted his greatest loss and the damage that it did to his body. I'm sharing that story with you today because it's a good prequel to Greg's next story, which he will be sharing next week on July 15th at our monthly Denver show. A little more than a month ago, Greg competed in the granddaddy of all long jogs, the Infinitus, a rugged 888-kilometer foot race in the wilds of Vermont. Yep, that's right, 888 kilometers, over 550 miles, in a figure eight loop. As my co-producer Robert Rutherford put it, imagine running a marathon and then immediately running another one on the same day, and then repeat that routine for 10 days straight. Somehow, against all odds, Greg won. So please join us on Wednesday, July 15th at Bumport Theater to hear Greg Salveson share his new story, along with six other stories on the theme, Take a Hike. If you want to know more about our upcoming shows or the Infinitus, we'll have links up at thenarrators.org. I also posted the 46-second promotional video for the Infinitus, which is easily the weirdest, most unsettling video for a running race I've ever seen. It feels a little bit like David Lynch was hired to do an impressionist remake of the X-Files opening credits. I mean, really, you should just hit pause right now and go check it out. I'll wait. Are you back? Creepy, right? All right, on with the show. This story was recorded live on June 18th, 2013 at the Deer Pile in Denver, Colorado. The theme of the evening was insults and injuries. Um, So in 2010, I decided I would take a crack at my second marathon. Now, I had done one before, and it it really didn't go quite as planned. I mean, I, I wound up actually standing in a shower in the Estes Park boys' locker room for an hour, butt naked, having my friends check on me every now and then to make sure I didn't, you know, fall over. I was just exhausted. So I figured, let's try it again, and it can't possibly get any worse. Now, when I was searching for a marathon to do, um, I found I found this particular race called 24 Hour Around the Lake, and there are a few reasons it was appealing to me. First of all, it was in uh, Wakefield, Massachusetts, which is like 20 minutes from where I grew up. So that was nice. It was uh, a night race, which I thought sounded neat. You know, it started at 7 p.m. And another thing that was, that was just nice about it was, you know, my whole family was going to be there. Um, and my friend Eric as well was there. Now, the, you know, so I go out for this race, and all it is, you just run eight laps around this lake, all right, on the sidewalk, which sounds really terrible, and it, it was sort of really terrible, but the other nice things about it outweighed this terribleness. Now, 
This is also when I kind of first discovered the world of ultramarathons. Um, so there, there were three races. It, it, there was the marathon, which was the wussy race. There's the 12-hour race, and then the 24-hour race. And these people just run around fucking lake for 24 hours, right? On the sidewalk. Now, I mean, in 24 hours, you could, you could watch all 13 Land Before Time movies <laughs> and listen to every single studio, studio album ever put out by the Beatles. It's true. So I thought these people were nuts at the time. But anyways, this race kicks off, right? My, my parents are there, and my friend Eric is there, and you're just running around on the sidewalk. Now, when people run for 24 hours, they're really slow, all right? So I'm just passing them all. You have to run off the sidewalk into the street, around cars, back onto the sidewalk, and it's not like the sidewalk's closed to, you know, baby strollers, and no one... No one who's out on an evening walk really knows what's going on. You know, they're just there, and there are all these people running. Um, and, you know, you run by people as you pass them, and you lie to them. You say, you look great, even though, you know, sometimes they're struggling. And uh, anyway, so I, I go around seven times, all right? And, and there's, there are two what are called aid stations, all right? Um, there's an, and, and all an aid station is they've got a ton of food, and water and electrolyte drinks, stuff like this, right? And there was one at the start-finish area, which is where my parents and my friend Eric were. And there's another one at this gazebo um, about a mile before you get back to the start-finish area, okay? So now I run. I, I, I get to mile 25. So I have one more mile left to go with this marathon. It's going pretty well, all right? And I, I, I see the gazebo. And I, I'm feeling great. I'm like, I'm going to finish this strong. Now, I go to pass somebody. Uh, and, you know, he's, <laughs> I th he must have been in, like, the 12-hour, 24-hour race because he was going very, very slow. And he was wearing those, those like, lemur shoes, the five fingers, right? And I, I go to pass him. And I look over my shoulder to make sure I've passed him. And as I'm coming back on the sidewalk... I turn my head and smash my face first into, like, face first into a pole. All right? Because a night race. And, and, okay, it was a street lamp pole. I'm not sure how I did that. <laughs> and, and I don't recall the light being on. But anyway, I smash my face into this pole, and I sort of, you know, it's like what I imagine getting punched in the nose is like. And I sort of stagger back onto the sidewalk, and I, I actually trip and fall forward and scrape up my knees and bust my chin on the ground. And then I get up and I'm like, I, I'm just very, a very stubborn person. And I say, I'm going to just finish this. I've got a mile. And believe it or not, I stagger off into another fucking pole. <laughs> and this one sort of takes me out. And I, I crawl... <laughs> And somebody saw it. I, somebody saw it. And, and I crawled off into the grass and the dirt by the lake. All right? And so now I'm covered in blood and sweat and ants. Because there are ants everywhere. And I'm just covered in ants. I'm just laying there. It's not good. And somebody at some point, like, found me or came up to me and said they had called an ambulance. And, and I was trying to insist, I'm okay, I'm okay, let me finish. And they're like, no, 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 you're, I mean, you look terrible. You're done. And, and thank you to whoever that person was. And the EMTs show up and, you know, they ask, 
there, and, and at this point, I feel kind of embarrassed, actually, because I'm kind of back with it, you know. And they ask me, like, did you black out? And I lie to them. I say, no, no, I'm fine. You know, I'm just telling them I'm fine. And, uh, and, and I say, look, I'll just walk to the ambulance. Let's just go. Come on. Like, no, we need to put you on the stretcher and bring you there and make a scene of it. Like, okay. And, and actually, at the point, my legs hurt much more than my face hurt because I'd been running really hard for a little over three hours, and then you're forced to just lay down flat. And I just cramped up. It was not pleasant. But the, EM, the EMTs were nice, and we get to the hospital, um, and we show up, and, I mean, I didn't have to wait at all. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the doctor sees me, and... and I, and, and the EMTs told me, this is a detail I'm remembering now, they told me they, I, I was the first person they ever had who was totally covered in ants. I mean, there were quite literally ants in my pants. <laughs> or my little short, short running shorts. You know? um, and, okay, so I see the doctor. I remember asking her, like, do you have a mirror? I just want to see what this looks like. And she's like, yeah, mirrors in the ER. That's a bad idea. And so she, she rubbed me off. Uh, with these like really thick wet wipe pads. Um, I don't know if you've ever had to like, I, you probably haven't. I hope you haven't. Anyways, there are these like really thick wet wipes that they just rub you down in. They got all the ants and the blood and the sweat and all that off of me. Um, and I was so impressed by these that she actually gave me a package of them <laughs> for, to take home, which was nice. Um, but anyway, so in the meantime, so I'm in the hospital, okay? In the meantime, my parents and Eric are waiting at the start-finish, and they should see me any minute now, right? Even if I walked that whole last loop, I should have been there. And they're like, what is going on? And so my dad, and so I heard all this secondhand, right, because I was in the hospital. So my dad uh, drove around the lake slowly and was just looking for me, and he never, he didn't see me, right? And then they went to the race director, the guy who's in charge of everything, and they ask him, you know, do you know what happened to this guy, Greg? Did he finish? Can we just not find him? Is it crowded? I, I don't know. And he said, oh, the mystery runner from Colorado who put down Mickey Mouse and the White House phone number as his contact information. So I, I never thought I'd actually need to use emergency contact information at a race. But it turns out that was a really jerk thing that I did. And it caused a lot of trouble for this race director. <laughs> So, anyways, you know, they find out, oh, he's in the hospital, blah, blah, blah. So, they go meet me at the hospital, all right? And my dad, I, I remember my dad thinking this was quite funny. Like, he, he had a, a fun time with this. My mom was worried at first, and then she came into the emergency room, or, or wherever I was. It was like, I, I don't know, I was in some room. And my mom used to be a nurse, so she's just getting really excited. She's like, back at it. And she, she actually, she actually asked if she could stitch me up. I said, no, you can't stitch me up. You know, that's the doctor's job. And, and we sort of, she, she finally just like settled down and the doctor, uh, took care of things. And I wound up, I wound up getting, uh, eight stitches, like where my, and they charge you by the stitch. That's how I know. And, and it was like right where my nose intersects my eyebrow. So unfortunately, I can never grow a full unibrow anymore. And uh, they, they had this, like, super glue stuff. And they glued up my nose and my upper lip and my chin and, and sent me on my way. And uh, 
I mean, and so that was that. And then the next, the next night I went into Boston with some friends of mine and they just, you know, like, what the hell happened to you? <laughs> um, but, um, anyways, so this was, uh, I, I got much more into running after this. Uh, this was in 2010. But I, I've never done another race with a pole. Now, I got much more into trail running. And, uh, in 2011, I ran my first ultra marathon. So that's like two years ago. And since then, I've run 19 ultra marathons. Seven, seven of those were 100 mile races. Uh, one of which I just finished this last weekend. Uh, and there's a whole lot of hurt that comes with that. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I could go into story and story and story, but like, the, just, just, it's a very different, uh, feeling than a marathon. I mean, for instance, I, I completed what I call the trifecta or the three P's at the Leadville, uh, 100 mile race this last summer, which is number one, which is a good thing, right? Peeing, because it means you're hydrated and everything's going fine. Number two, pooping, which is not, a good or bad thing, except if you don't pull your shorts down enough, you can accidentally pee into your shorts while you're pooping. So that gets bad. And then three, of course, is puking. And I, and this ha, this is just sort of like a regular thing. Uh, and people puke all the time at these races. Uh, but yeah, so this, this, the funny thing, you know, this marathon was the only race I've ever run that I didn't finish. Yeah. The Narrators is produced by Robert Rutherford, Aaron Rollman, Mary Robertson, and me, Ron Doyle. I produce and record the podcast with engineering assistance by Josh Johnson. Our founder and executive producer is Andrew Orvidal. The Narrators podcast is brought to you by these amazing sponsors. The great guys at Illegal Pete's and Greater Than Records, who in addition to providing rad burritos all over town, provide great local music and comedy. The next time you need a photographer, remember From the Hip Photo. You can learn more about their honest and unforgettable service at fromthehipphoto.com. Check out the appropriately named Sexy Pizza on their website, sexypizzaonline.com. And finally, by Breckenridge Brewery, making balanced, approachable, and interesting handcrafted beers in Colorado for over 25 years. Check them out at breckbrew.com. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or on your favorite mobile podcatcher. For more information and to find past episodes, visit thenarrators.org. Thanks for listening.